Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here. It's ready on the showdown slate between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics on Thursday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, eSports, daily fantasy sports slates. Um, real quick before I get into it, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Currently at 4.85 thousand subscribers and closing in slowly on the 5k uh, mark. Uh, the easiest way to support me right now, guys, since all the content is free, is just hit that subscribe button. Really, really helps me out. Like the video and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. I will be live streaming for this one as well as the showdown slate for NFL between the Bengals and the Browns tomorrow. I do already have a video up for that. And then as well, I will be talking about the two-game NBA slate. DraftKings added a two-game slate for Thursday, Friday. I'm going to be talking about that as well. I will have a separate video for that up on my channel right after this. Um, so a lot of content coming out for you guys. Also, if you, if you are interested in uh, PGA content, I do have a video up for the U.S. Open, which starts tomorrow, major week. So check that out if you guys are interested in some PGA action. Um, also, if you cannot watch the videos I upload on Apple Podcasts, the link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS show. But with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So yeah, for this video, again, we're going to talk about the showdown slate. I will have a separate video for the two-game slate uh, that will be Thursday, Friday, NBA two-game slate up right after this. But let's talk about this showdown set. So let's first take a look at the Vegas odds for this game. Uh, it's a 208.5 over under. Celtics are 2.5 point favorites. So let's go team by team here. We'll start with Miami. Jimmy Butler at the top at 9-2. Jimmy's a tricky one. On this slate, for me... He's more of a contrarian option. Like, I, I think Tatum on the opposite side just has a little bit more upside. Uh, he's flashed it recently with three straight 60 fans point games. Jimmy Butler, he has games where he will take over, and there's other games where he'll defer offensively. And Miami's more of a balanced team, so do I want to prioritize spending a premium for Jimmy Butler on the showdown slate? I'm probably not going to. That makes him a contrarian play. If you're taking ownership in consideration, sure, you can go to Jimmy, right? There's games where he will go, like his upside is probably around 50 fancy points. So it's there, but I don't think he's the best point per dollar play on this slate. Bam at 8-8. Eight, eight. Not really getting him at a discount, but I do slightly prefer Bam to Jimmy. Played 43 minutes in overtime, so 38 in regulation. It's good to see. The concern with Bam, which I will mention, and we've seen this so far in the playoffs, is there's games where sometimes they only play 31, 32 minutes, and there's other games where they play close to 40. So, right, we saw it in game seven there against, or what was that, game five or six against Milwaukee, where we only put 31, or 31 minutes. A couple of games against the Pacers, where we only put 32 and 33 minutes in, in close games. So, minutes are everything. Uh, and that does, you know, worry me a little bit. The minutes are a little bit up and down in him. If he plays closer to the 40 minute mark in regulation, I, I think he looks like a good play. He's a do it all guy. Uh, right, he'll get you the rebounds, assists, he can get you some blocks and steals, and obviously score the ball. So I have interest in Bam. I think I do slightly prefer him to Jimmy Butler if you're going to make me pick between one of those two top Miami guys. Drogic's at 7-8. He's a guy I've played a lot in, in the playoffs. Um, Price is slowly coming up. He did have a really good game last time out. Uh, shot the ball really well, 11 of 19, went for 46 fancy points. I think that will raise the ownership. I don't have an issue with Drogic. I still think he's a good play. 
Um, you know, what we're going to get out of him is probably around 35 minutes. Another guy that will do it all, can score the ball, get you assists, rebound the ball. So I think Drogic looks like a solid play here in the mid-range. Tyler Hero, like, I've been advocating for you guys to play Tyler Hero. Feels the last, what, six or seven slates? Uh, he was my, I mentioned he was my favorite play in the Miami-Boston game last time. He went for 40 fancy points at, was he, uh, 6K? Yeah, I guess he was 6K, but... Yeah, Hero is the guy that, um, again, the price would come up a bit, but he's been playing some great basketball and another do-it-all guy, right? That stat almost had a triple-double last game. 12 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. So I do like Tide Hero a good amount. The concern is that the last two games, Duncan Robinson has gotten in big foul trouble, and that's, that's the reason Hero has got extended a bit. So... I think normally the plan is to play Tyler Hero about 30-ish minutes. I don't think we're going to get like high 30s to, to 40 at night. So that is a concern. I think the, the minutes do go down. I still have interest in Hero, but if he's going to be like very popular, I'm fine getting off him. Like we get we get to the point now where Hero is almost the same price as Drogic. Like I'm going to give the edge there to Drogic. I think the, the minutes do go down on Hero. Jay Crowder's at 6'8". He's been a very, very consistent player. Like, the last well, before the last game, he had like 32 in the last four games. He went for 37 in overtime. The plan for Jay Crowder is like 30 to 35 minutes. Another guy that doesn't necessarily have to score to get you there. Did have a decent shooting day last time out, though. Shot the ball 7-11. So, he's, he's, he's in play for sure. But, like, who has more upside in this Miami Heat? Uh, team in a similar uh, price range, like the mid-range. Like again, I'm I would prefer Hero. I think his upside's higher. I would prefer Drogic. I think his upside's higher. So, not saying Jay Crowder's out of play, but in the guys priced around him in the mid-range on Miami, I do give the edge to Hero. I do give the edge to Drogic. Duncan Robinson's the play that I am very very intrigued by for the reason of huge foul trouble last last couple of games. So people are going to box score watch. They're not going to play him. I think that is a mistake. The price is now at a very, very fair price here of 4-8. 14 and 17 minutes. Well, the last game in 17 minutes, he picked up two fouls in the first three minutes, got subbed out for Hero. Hero came in, and then came back in somewhat early in the second quarter, picked up his third foul right away, and Hero checked right back in for him. So he literally played like three minutes in the first half. And then, um, you know, played his shift in the in the third quarter and picked up a, a fourth foul about midway through it. So, normally, I think the plan is to play Duncan Robinson 25-ish minutes, maybe more, right? We saw that one game when he played 39 minutes. So, there is upside for him to play more minutes. But I don't think the plan is to play him like 15 minutes. The foul trouble uh, hurt him a, a big time, and it happened in back-to-back games. I don't think we get that again. Also, he has not been shooting the ball well. 1 of 3, 2 of 7. He's scoring dependent, so the floor is low. But for the guys around his price range, I think he looks like the best option. I'm willing to take the shot there, hoping he doesn't get in foul trouble again. Again, I really do think the plan is for him to play 25-ish minutes. And the upside is there if he's shooting well. So I do like Duncan Robinson a good amount. Kelly Olenek was the chalk value last time out. I mentioned, you know, the minutes are in question. Him and Bam, you know, they're directly correlated. If Bam's playing more, Olenek's playing less. If Olenek's playing more, Bam's playing less, obviously, right? So he only played 10 minutes last game. He busted because of the minutes. 
If he plays 15-plus, he has a better chance to get you there. So it's a tricky one. He's a good point-per-minute guy. Like, if I'm playing Bam in the slate, I'm probably not playing Kelly O. If I'm playing Kelly O in the slate, I'm probably not playing Bam, right? Because if Kelly O plays, like, 15-plus minutes, that means Bam's probably playing low 30s minutes. If Kelly O's only playing 8 to 10 minutes, that means Bam's playing closer to 40. So I wouldn't play both. Um, you know, you can definitely go one or the other. Um, it's a risky play for sure. It's all about the minutes. I'm going to say that about a couple of guys on this slate, but it really is. Like, if, if I knew Kelly Olenek was going to play 17 minutes, I would play him. If I knew he was only going to play 10 minutes, I would avoid him. So if you play him, you kind of got to get lucky and hope he gets extended, right? Because the minutes are really up and down. <laughs> if you just look at, what, the last six games, 16, then 8, then 16, then 10, then 17, then 10 minutes. So it's literally been going up and down, up and down. It's a risky play, but he's 100% in play. Just know the risk, right? Know the risk. Iguodala's at 3-8. He's going to play 15 to 20 minutes. A super, super low usage guy. He really needs one of those games where he has like a couple steals, a couple blocks. Sure, you can do it, but I prefer other value on this slate. Uh, and then lastly, Kendrick Nunn. He's at 2K. Did play 13 minutes last game, which is you know somewhat good to see. Now, how many minutes is he going to play tonight or tomorrow? I don't know. I still think there's an outside chance he's not in the rotation. Like there, there's there's a probably 25 to 30 percent chance he's a DNP. So know the risk of Kendrick Nunn. Super super risky play, but if he gets like 15 minutes, he's a guy that can definitely get you like 10 10 to 15 fancy points. So. Nunn's another guy that is in play for value, but super risky because the minutes aren't guaranteed for him. And lastly, Derek Jones Jr. did get in the rotation, but I'm not going to play him. Only played six minutes last game. So let's move on now to Boston. Right, so Tatum is the spend-up that I am, like, all the way at the top. Like, I prefer him to Jimmy Butler, just because the upside is this higher on Tatum. It really is. 60 fans points the last three games. He's been doing it all, scoring the ball, getting a lot of rebounds, getting a double-double last four games. He's getting assists. He's getting blocks and steals. Yeah, Jason Tatum's the, you know, all the way at the top, the guy that I am prioritizing. Been playing great basketball. Um, his upside is there. I do like Tatum quite a bit. He's going to be popular. I'm fine being the chalk with him. Now, Jalen Brown's at 8-6. It's at a price point that I'm just going to avoid him. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to prioritize Jalen Brown on the slate. He had that 160 fancy point game in that game where we aren't double overtime. Other than that, his upside's been about 40. And his floor, about 25. His price, 8-6. So it doesn't, the price doesn't really make sense in him, right? Because his upside is basically just barely hitting value. So I'm just not going to play Jalen Brown. If he goes off and has, goes for 50 plus, so be it. But Right now, like the upside is just not high enough on him for his price. If he was like 7K, then it's a different story. But the 8.6K price point is making him, in my opinion, out of play for me. Kemba Walker. He has been shooting the ball absolutely terrible the last three games. Has not been playing well at all. 2 of 11, 5 of 16, 6 of 19. The ownership is going to be super low. We're not really getting him at a discount. But I think the upside is a little bit higher on Kemba when he's playing well compared to Jalen Brown. 
They're at similar price points. Kemba is not, uh, um, you know, the the optimal play. N- like, no way. He's going to be low-owned. But on showdown slates, you, you sometimes have to take risks. So Kemba's a guy that I'm looking to. Like, I would rather take the shot on Kemba than Jalen Brown, personally. Again, he's not the optimal play. Uh, I think, you know, Tatum is probably in there in the optimal lineup. I think probably one of those top three Miami guys with Jimmy Bam or Drogic, uh, and then a few guys in the mid-range, right? So Kemba's a guy that is interesting to me uh, because I know the ownership will be low, and I don't think he continues to shoot this bad. So he intrigues me as a low-owned play. Marcus Smart's at 7-6. He's almost an identical price to Kemba Walker. He shot the ball 9 of 18, 32 fancy points. It's a tricky one, right? He did have that big game in double in double overtime. Like, you'll get one of those big Marcus Mark games every once in a while. You will. But other than that, he's like a 25 to 30, 30-ish, maybe 35 fancy point guy. 7.6K, not really getting him at a huge discount. So, once again, I'm going to prioritize... Like, I would rather play Kemba over Marcus Smart. I would. Marcus Smart's still in play, and he'll might pick up more ownership. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, maybe Kemba will, I think actually Kemba will be higher on than Smart. But when they're so close in price, I just like the upside more on Kemba Walker. Even though he has not been great lately, sometimes you got to take risks. Hayward, doubtful. Don't expect him to go. This would obviously change things if he plays. If he plays, it takes a pretty big hit to everyone. So then would have to reconsider, but I don't think he's going to be able to give it a go here um, for tomorrow. Tice at 6-6, in my opinion, doesn't make sense. The price point doesn't make sense for Daniel Tice. His upside is about 30. I just, I'm just not going to do it. He'll play around 30 minutes, but a low usage guy in this offense, I'm, I'm going to avoid Daniel Tice in the sleep. Then we get to the guy that I think is going to be the chalk value, Brad Wanamaker. 2.8K, last game, 25 minutes, 33 fancy points. He had five steals. We're not going to get that again. And there's a chance he only plays eight minutes in this game. Like, I would not be shocked if Brad Wanamaker only plays eight, eight minutes and is a complete bust. Another guy that who knows how many minutes he's going to play. A risky one, right? 28. 9, 12, 13, 28, 19, 9, 25. So what are we going to get out of Wanamaker? I don't know. My best guess would be 15 to 20 minutes. With that being the case, I I think he is a pretty decent value option. He's going to be the chalk. He just is. People are going to look at the last game and play him. I don't disagree, but there's still a chance he only plays like 8 or 9 minutes. Right? That's not out of the question. So we've seen it multiple times so far in the playoffs, him barely playing. So another guy that, that's, I guess, riskier, but he's going to be chalk. I guess I'm fine eating the chalk, but know the risk. Right? There's still a chance he only plays like less than 10 minutes. Robert Williams is the way riskier option right now. Played 11 minutes. He's a good point-per-minute guy, but with Daniel Tice following out in overtime, they didn't bring in Robert Williams. So that concerns me. I just, I'm not confident in his minutes right now. It's a super, super risky option. Like, it, you, What you really need here, in my opinion, is you need the Tice foul trouble, which is possible going up against Bam. If Tice gets in foul trouble, I think we could see 15-plus minutes from Rob Williams, and then there's a chance he could break the slate at 2-6. 
So another riskier option. He's a good point per minute guy. You can take a shot, but the minutes are in question with him as well. Lastly, like Grant Williams is in the rotation, but not playing enough minutes for me to consider him. I, I think Semi Ojale also played a few minutes, but I'm just not going to do it. Even at 1K, it's not worth the risk for me. So that's really the team-by-team team breakdown. Let's talk about captains right now. All right, so who am I really looking to for captain? Well, if you're looking at the top, it's probably Tatum. Right, He's he's the, the, the top spin-up that I'm going to prioritize. Um, I think he looks like a safe option. Three straight 60 fantasy point games. He's probably the guy for me. If you take a step down, uh, like right below Tatum, right? So you have Jimmy, Bam, Brown, Kemba, Drogic. I'll just say that range. Who do I think looks the best? Probably Bam. Not really a strong take there, though. There's a lot of playable guys. Like Brown's a guy I'm probably not going to get to. Kemba is a guy that you can look to as a contrarian option. I think, I think the ownership will be lower on him. Um, Drogic's obviously in play. Uh, and then more in the mid-range, guys you can consider for, for the captain spot, right? Well, I think Tyler Hero is a guy that has shown he has upside, so can consider him. Um, as cheaper options in the captain spot, again, Duncan Robinson, I think the plan is for him to play 25 or so minutes. He can break the slate. The floor is low, but if he's shooting the ball well, he has potential to break the slate. And then you get to the, the really cheap guys where the minutes are in question with all these guys. How many minutes is Olenek going to get? Iguodala, Wanamaker. Rob Williams, right? So the risky options, but you can consider these guys, right? So say, let's just say we throw Brad Wanamaker in the captain spot, right? If we put him in the captain spot, that's 9K remaining. You can literally fit whoever else you want in there. So definitely a viable strategy. Um, and as far as, you know, if you're entering that big, was it a $10 tournament, 100K to first uh, tourney? If you want to take first solo, well, you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to get different in some way. Whether it be take, take a shot and a, a cheap guy in the captain spot or leave a good amount of salary on the table. If you leave, let's say, $1,500 to $2,000 on the table, you're most likely going to have a unique lineup. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to really do it, though, for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Again, I will be live streaming for the two-game slate for NBA, as well as I can talk about the showdown slate uh, tomorrow. So make sure you guys check out the live stream. Probably live about 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. Hope you guys have a good night, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.